Hello, welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I have seen hell, and it is called Spookies. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss Spookies, which came out in 1986. Written by Anne Bergen, Thomas Duran, and Frank M. Farrell, and directed by Jeannie Joseph, Thomas Duran, and Brendan Faulkner. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? I'll try, but I don't even think this movie has one. The story kind of follows a guy in a mansion called Creon who is looking to resurrect mansion called Creon who is looking to resurrect his dead wife. He hopes to lure some teens to the house and through a Ouija board kill each one of them for some nefarious plot. At the same time a boy turns up to the house for his birthday party. There you go. Ah, oh, well, yeah, that pretty much. Uh, oh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> spoil it for everybody. I mean, we got some good shit to go through. <laughs> well, I think. Spoil it for everybody. I mean, we got some good shit to go through. <laughs> well, I think anybody who knows the film Spookies at this point in time also knows that this was. Like, two different films. Oh, totally. Uh, originally, the film was titled Twisted Souls. And the film had completed photography. Mm. Everything was filmed. They were in the editing process mm. when they had um, a legal and financial dispute with the financiers of the movie. Yeah. The So, the one that literally paid for the movie looked at it and went, this is awful. Yep. This is terrible. We're yep. not releasing this. Nope. So... Director, you're fired. Writing team, you're fired. Can we get the cast back? No, none of them are coming back. Okay then, what do we do? Let's film another third, half of the movie mm. and try to fit it into what already exists mm -hmm. to make one film. Mm. And when you watch the film, it is night and day. It is clear which shots have been added into the film because they will look cheap. They don't add anything really to it. It the, just drags the pacing out. The editing is so way off, you have to rewind and go, really? That doesn't even coherently work. So the film released, and I think it did well enough, mainly from the front cover, uh, yeah, uh, mainly yeah. from the artwork. Yeah. Uh, and there was a very famous artist who did the work. It was Richard Corbin, who's a pretty well-known underground comic book artist. He designed mm. the poster and the box art, but he did like Meatloaf's Back Out of Hell cover. Oh, nice. Uh, he did Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. He worked on Heavy Metal, uh, the Den series. Oh, man. So he, so literally, yeah, the thing that lured people in to watch this movie was false advertising. It was the cover, yeah. Because somebody went, that looks amazing, and then they watched it and go, this means nothing. Back in the 80s, I don't know, I wouldn't have been yeah, yeah, maybe I... as hard on it then as I am now. Well, true, but in fairness, after we've watched such classics as The Deadly Spawn and The Uninvited, they make Spookies look fucking terrible, you know? And I've seen... Terrible. I know I say this a lot. It's kind of like PTSD now. Like I like Gulf War syndrome or something. But you know, I I I watch a film and then I'm like, oh my god, that was terrible. And then I say on camera it was terrible. And then I watch something else and it makes me think of these other films. Honestly, I wanted to watch Covenant while I was watching this shit. It was so fucking bad. 
And, and through the notes, obviously, yeah, like Gary has said, it's two films put together. And, yeah, it's so... said, it's two films put together. And, yeah, it's so... It's two films put together. And, yeah, it's so fucking... Two films put together. And, yeah, it's so fucking... Films put together. And, yeah... It's so fucking obvious put together. And yeah, it's so fucking obvious put together. And yeah, it's so fucking obvious together. And yeah, it's so fucking obvious. The between between the editing of shots that lead nowhere to just the blatant obviousness of somebody in a shot who should totally not be fucking there and then leaving the shot in the film it, it just they, it was a rush job it was such a rush job that even even low budget movies like ankle biters made this film look fucking ankle biters look like gone with the wind next to fucking spookies I, I, i'll go on a limb but the film starts with like a grave breathing <laughs> I wrote it down straight away. I was like, favorite scene number one. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I'm the looking film at... just favorite scene number one. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I'm the looking film at... just favorite scene number one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause I'm the looking film just started. Scene number one. <laughs> like, cause I'm the looking film just started. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, cause it was like video drum. You know, video drum. Uh, yes, the TV. The rubber. Yeah, that was it. I'm looking at the grave, and I'm like, how? <laughs> There's no way that's made out of stone. Yeah, like I'll understand if the if the mud was moving. Yeah. But the whole fucking thing <laughs> was breathing, and I'm like, all right, okay, so something's gonna come out there during the movie, all right, and then we. We cut to Creon, uh, played during the movie, all right? And then we, we cut to Creon, uh, played by Felix in the movie, all right? And then we, we cut to Creon, uh, played by Felix movie, all right? And then we, we cut to Creon, uh, played by Felix Ward, who I, I couldn't really find much of a... Uh, played by Felix Ward, who I, I couldn't really find much of a career... Uh, played by Felix Ward, who... I, I couldn't really find much of a career for him. Not for many. Or I, I couldn't really find much of a career for him. Not for many or any. I, I couldn't really find much of a career for him. Not for many or any of the... I couldn't really find much of a career for him. Not for many or any of the... Uh... I couldn't really find much of a career for him. Not for many or any of the... Uh... You know, find much of a career... For him, not for many or any of the. Uh, you know, find much of a career. For him, not for many or any of the. Uh, you know, this much of a career. For him, not for many or any of the. Uh, you know, in this really career. For him, not for many or any of the. Uh, you know, in this really. That's it. Like, and you know, I, I, I mean, I don't really stem far from Wikipedia, but when Wikipedia doesn't have it, I'm like, you ain't getting it. And he's there talking about this. M 
he's evil monologuing to this coffin about how his wife has been dead for 70 years and they're joined by the soul. Like Felix Ward will monologue a lot in this movie to up his character to some kind of evil presence that you're supposed to be terrified from. And it's just all hot air. Like, okay, his wife's been dead for 70 years and his plan every time that she dies is to lure souls to the house, kill them off, which feed him or feed her. And then she realizes that she's been brought back to life, realizes she's still married to Creon and kills herself again. And so then they have to wait for more souls to come. That's what I kind of gather from that plot. And then we end up cutting to the teens driving Oh my god! Like, I I was so distracted by the background when the camera cut to them inside. The car. Like, I I was so distracted by the background when the camera cut to them inside the cars. I I was so distracted by the background when the camera cut to them inside the cars. I I was so distracted by the background when the camera cut to them inside the cars. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I love the fact that they're just like this, and none of the background is moving. <laughs> or oh, they're just driving really slowly. <laughs> yeah. They've got this tiny stretch of road to film on. It was to me, it was just like the ensemble. It was just like, who is the old guy <laughs> driving Peter. driving the second car? Peter, I'm like, you look so old and out of place. You're like, he's like the boyfriend of Megan, who's one of yes, the Yes, I girls. know. I, I thought he was like the dad who <laughs> picked them up from the party or whatever. Man, him and Duke, the guy in the black leather, they are pissed at each other throughout this whole entire movie. Right, And right. you're like... Wow, that's really good acting. Well, they end up with, what, a branch getting thrown onto the road? So, of course, that causes a ruckus. Well, this is after we've uh, had the werewolf hook man thing introduced himself. The werecat man, yeah. Yeah, and... Now, well, yes, because we start with this kid who ends up wandering into the house, and he's like, oh, it's a birthday party for me. The birthday cake's there, the candles... The, the candles just light themselves. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, oh, and he opens up the birthday present, and we see the, the, the severed head. Yeah, the... Of which it, yeah. And so he panics, and he runs out, and then gets chased by werecat thing after he had already spoken to weird... The, the weird drifter guy who got killed so badly off screen, I almost just turned the movie off then. Right. Uh, but then it was the sound effects that he was making when he was chasing the kid. Uh, it was the cartoony God. swiping sounds and oh. the fact that he was making cat noises. Yeah, and then he ends up killing the the, the werewolf cat man thing, who, who is the son of Creon. He he ends up catching up with Billy and killing him. But before he got before Billy got killed, he got chased by a Jawa. Right. Because there's another little boy dressed up like a werewolf cat thing with like this brown coatist or it's so badly edited, this whole fucking section, that Billy fucking dies. That's it. That's all you need to know. Well, he doesn't really die. He gets his face scratched a little bit, then he falls into a hole and then gets buried alive. And he doesn't even resist being buried. or He just kind of flails his arms and then goes, oh, oh, I'm dead now. Yeah. And then Werewolf Catman thing 
takes the branch that we watch him drag and he throws it into the road which was so sh takes the branch that we watch him drag and he throws it into the road which was so shit I the branch that we watch him drag and he throws it into the road which was so shit I could have driven over that fucking branch um, but the teens are like, no, we want to move the branch and we're looking for a party. Duke is wanting to go to a party because they've just been kicked out of a party for Duke. For a party. Duke is wanting to go to a party because they've just been kicked out of a party for Duke's fighting. But he still wants the party. And so they're being lured to the house because Creon's planned all this for 70 years to lure people there. And they get there to the house. And they look at the graves all around, which are so badly placed, you can just... They're like, oh, who built this house in the middle of a graveyard? Or was the graveyard put around the house? Fucking Richard with the puppet! <laughs> There's a guy with a puppet, and he talks with the puppet, and... Oh, my... God! And everybody hopes he dies first. This house. It's so weird that the lights work. Somebody does live here. Somebody does live here. And it keeps cutting back to Crayon in the house. Yeah. And he just keeps making, you know, he's, he's there for like 15, 20 seconds. And he just says, yes, my plan is coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts back to them and they're wandering around the house. They're taking in the scenery. They're wondering where anybody is. Well, they have that. I, I mean, it's all, my it's, friend here is jumping over some of the most amazing bits. Like, <laughs> like they have their little dance in the party. this one room and and yeah like peter like peter looks so out of place because he's old right. and he's trying to get with megan and then you've got linda with her boobs because you've always got to have a girl in the 80s with her boobs almost falling out um and her and duke again together you get that bit where richard like bumps into every single I know. one i was of like they're in this massive house i know and yet somehow he manages to bump into everyone i was like this is awfully staged this Awful. is so badly staged and and they, Duke realizes there's a locked door. I don't know how long they've been in this room for until Duke realizes there's a door and it's locked. And then when he finally gets it open, it's just blackness. <laughs> and I'm like, does that not worry anybody that passed that door just seems to be like the void. And then this terribly placed model deaf body gets thrown at Duke. And there's a Ouija board in it. Or it's a really badly designed Ouija board. I didn't even know it was. Well, yeah, it's just because it's not the traditional looking one. No, it's got these extra features that Creon will use later on. And the planchette that they use is like this giant evil dead looking yeah. thing. And Carol, <laughs> one of the teens, is like... She's like completely like starting to get possessed by it. You know, Creon, I don't know, is in control of the house... Or in control of the teens because he's able to talk and they're able to hear it. Or in control of the teens because he's able to talk and they're able to hear it. Or Where in he... control of the teens because he's able to talk and they're able to hear it. Or Where interpret he... it. He... Teens because he's able to talk and they're able to hear it. Or Where interpret he... it. He influences the Ouija board. Talk and they're able to hear it. Or Where interpret he... it. He influences the Ouija board's like movements, doesn't he? Yeah. Hear it or Where interpret he... it. He influences the Ouija board's like movements, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess he, he influences the Ouija board's like movements, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess he possesses her. So she turns into movements, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess he possesses her. So she turns into evements, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess he possesses her.
So she turns into Evil Dead, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, and then I guess he possesses her. So she turns into Evil Dead, and then she starts trying to kill everyone in the house. So I was like, okay, so clearly we're seeing the original film, which is teens go into the house, they play with a Ouija board, they, yeah. one of them gets possessed. Cheap Evil Dead movie. In the house, they play with a Ouija board, they, yeah. one of them gets possessed. Cheap Evil Dead movie. And now we've got intercut this warlock, this necromancer who's trying to bring his wife back by harvesting souls, and now he's com- controlling the spookies to kill these kids for their souls. Man, this movie makes Night of the Demons look like a fucking Schindler's List in Oscar-winning fucking performances. I, I. Love to see that shot of that girl bending over again from Night of the Demons again. I'd agree with you, <laughs> but you gave such high praise to ankle biters earlier. I don't think I can. I mean, this movie made me lose my mind. Okay, <laughs> it was. Do you know what blew my mind was when Duke found the locked door and thought that smashing a chair against it would make it open. <laughs> Well, man, have you seen what that dude's wearing? I, dude, I didn't know what the dude was wearing. There's like zips all over the place. I'm like, do you, is, put, on a, do you put on a black bin bag and <laughs> put zips on it? I'm like, is it leather? Did he? Is it PVC? Did he choose to wear it, or was it forced on him? I did he lose a bat? Oh my god! Like. And so, once Carol has become possessed, and so, once Carol has become possessed and starts to scare everybody to run around the house, and the house is like the fucking labyrinth from fucking Hellraiser because they just get lost. Like, one minute you see one person go around the corner, and then the next person in the corridor before them goes, Oh, we don't know where they went. They just literally went around the fucking corner, you idiot. And they go to run outside, and one of the guys runs outside. And he sees his name appear in one of the graves, which we'd seen a couple of people look at the graves and they just look like stupid. They look like the names from fucking Treehouse of Horror Simpson episodes. Funny names popping up. Like this movie would have been better as a comedy. Like a full-on fucking horror comedy from straight to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. But he runs outside, he sees the grave, and he's like so overcome with shock that his name's on the grave that the ground swallows him up. And he's gone. Yeah. And then we start to see like some zombie like creatures yeah, coming like, out of the ground and surrounding the house. I, and we've got this like very cheap prosthetic like mangled eyeball hanging out of some of them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. And you, 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 you're seeing these zombies come up. Now... I didn't know if the zombies were old victims, kind of like, you know, Hotel Hell, where they yeah. buried the bodies and they'd come back up. Or if it was just all a spell by Creon, you know, or or what. They just don't establish. Because between the editing of them running back up to the door and then running back inside, between the editing of them running back up to the door and then running back inside, nobody cares after. They've closed the door. Oh, we can't go outside now. Okay, let's search the house. I'd have been like, arm the fuck up. There's a fucking army of zombies out there and we need to get the fuck up. Nope. Nope, they don't care. And two of the characters that really fucking grated the shit out of me, David and Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, I, David and Adrian. Adrian, I, it's David and Adrian. Adrian, 
is she an American actress putting on a British accent, or is she a British actress who's acting over the top because oh, British people overreact, and her and David are just so fucking idiots, and their voices just fucking grated on me so much. You have to sit through them in a room. Moaning and whinging that they haven't heard anybody for like half an hour and they're really worried But Adrian doesn't want to leave the room, but David wants to go off So we've been following everybody else if you can fucking hear them worrying around the fucking house screaming that everything was attacking them You de fucking deserve to die you fucking plebs Sure anything is I don't like this room. I think we should go back by the front door. I like this room. We get this amazing sequence where he's just like, look, you know what? I've had enough of your lip. You're always <laughs> on my case. And so you know what? I'm going to start drinking right now. <laughs> right now. And he drinks. And was he spits it out? He spits it tastes it, like yeah. shit. But then the next time we see him, he's passed out cold. Yeah. <laughs> he's asleep on the bed and Adrian is sat there like, David, there's something in the room. Oh, David. We keep seeing something scuttle past. And then she pulls... David over and his face has been kind of mangled while he's been asleep and this lizard fish man model thing is there one is there three I don't know well there's the the editing suggests there's more in the room but mm. clearly they only had one of these things yeah because you never see more than one on screen at once and what ensues is a vicious battle see more than one on screen at once and what ensues is a vicious battle for life and death no 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 it's not I honestly, I wrote down, I wrote down, David and Adrian die. And then when Adrian got out of the room, I had to scribble, wrote down, David and Adrian die. And then when Adrian got out of the room, I had to scribble it out and say, David and Adrian die. And then when Adrian got out of the room, I had to scribble it out and say, no, she fucking survives. <laughs> and then she wanders off screaming to people to help her. I, I did like, I, I did like, and this is really hard for me to say because I watched Spookies. I did like the fact that uh, David appears. And this is really hard for me to say because I watched Spookies. I did like the fact that uh, David appears again. Um, but it's not him. You can tell it's not him. The fact that uh, David appears again. Um, but it's not him. You can tell it's not him because of the way the, the David appears again. Um, but it's not him. You can tell it's not him because of the way the, 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 the corridor is lit up. And the way uh, as he moves the lighting goes out. And obviously she's half dying so it's probably just an imagery and then she, he turns into this swamp moss thing it's hard to describe isn't it yeah um that wraps a tentacle around her throat and, and strangles her and electrocutes her somewhat kind, kind of. of you see like this you know effect yeah but what was really cool is when she died her face just kind of melted yes it was like a nice stop what was really cool is when she died her face just kind of melted yes it was like a nice stop motion effect yeah, yeah that was, was really like, effective i was like that was great that's it fucking that was that was it because megan that's it fucking that was that was it because megan peter and richard have decided to wander up the stairs to search for uh, a way out and um duke and linda have decided that they're gonna wander around and look for somewhere else and i fucking hated it <laughs> i thought it was stupid 
I fucking hated it because Duke and Linda go into a room. King hated it. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. I fucking hated it because Duke and Linda go into a room. And you can tell, like, the, you see the door open. There's, like, a, a leaning shelf unit against the wall. And then you see a shot of a door slam using the exact same background that we've just seen with the leaning shelf. And then it cuts to Linda going, Oh, my God, did you see that? The door shut. Oh. I'm like, no, because the door is right behind you, you stupid bent. Um, oh. I'm like, no, because the door is right behind you, you stupid bent. Um, but Duke goes up and gets the door open, tumbles down some stairs, and ends up in the basement. And I'm like, oh, that's weirdly placed. And they make their way down, and because they're in the basement now, and it's absolutely dirty, horrible, people are dying, Duke's like, hey, let's have sex. And she's like, I'm not having sex with you down here. And he's like, but look, I found this really old blanket. And she's like, oh, uh -huh. and he's got this old bottle of wine. And then the farting zombies turn up the sex crazed or the horny muck men i think the box art called them no no they are farting zombies maybe through some secret wars <laughs> because they're also horny because that's what that's what summoned them that's <laughs> because they're also horny because that's what that's what summoned them. <laughs> and yes, they're farting all the way through. Like, oh my god! Did they not have any other appropriate sound effects? But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like farting. It sounds like somebody blowing raspberries. Fucking lost it at this Yeah, point. you can't take it seriously lost. anymore. You're just like, well, even if you tried, you can't. Like, that's it. And, and they figure out that the way to defeat the farting zombies is liquid. Because one of them steps in a puddle and it, it reacts to it like acid. So they decide to take one of the giant wine casts that's in the wall. And smash it open so it spurts wine in... That's in the wall. And smash it open so it spurts... Wine into the two zombies that are still standing and the farting stops. And Duke wine into the two zombies that are still standing and the farting stops. And Duke and Linda into the two zombies that are still standing and the farting stops. And Duke and Linda escape and I'm like that are still standing and the farting stops. And Duke and Linda escape and I'm like well that was worthless. I thought Creon had this great plan of how to take them all out because he's he's summoning monsters like well yeah i mean well we've also got like the cat the wear cat thing that's been stalking them and follow we have to follow oh, him God. every time something's going on we always have to catch up with wear cat who's either staring at God. every time something's going on we always have to catch up with wear cat who's either staring at them through the window he's either you know like we'll see a door slam shut and we can pretend like if, if we hadn't seen the other footage we'd be like oh something mystical or magical supernatural is doing it yeah but no now we have this extra film cut into here we see the oh, supernatural is doing it yeah but no now we have this extra film cut into here we see the where supernatural's doing it yeah but no now we have this extra film cut into here we see the where supernatural's doing it yeah but no now we have this extra film cut into here we see the where cat on the other side holding, holding the, door. the door and you're just like oh this is terrible uh but at least we do there are some moments in the film that are worth your while and 
you know, watching the most annoying character in the entire cast get his death scene, you know, is, is one of them. Dude, dude now, seriously, did I, before we get to his death scene, because it was really good. Right, did I miss something? He goes into a room, right? And Megan and Peter, like, are behind him. And then there's this really terrible editing where the door slams shut. And he's on he's on one side and they're on the other. And yeah. Terrible editing where the door slams shut and he's on he's on one side and they're on the other. And yeah. Carol's in there. Yeah, Carol the zombie woman, yes, she's yes, going yes, to yeah, attack yeah. him. And you're yeah. like, oh shit. And then the next shot, it cuts back to him. She's just gone. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. And then the next shot, it cuts back to him. She's just gone. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't me. She just she's gone. She just literally gone. And Richard gets out the room. <laughs> Yeah, bravo, editing, bravo. And then he meets up with the weird spider lady. Well, yeah, he sees this Asian lady and she's calling him away. She's like being seductive mm-hmm. and gentle with mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's drunk. We've seen him drinking from the start of the film. Yeah. And uh, he follows her and it's not long before he ends up walking and then gets tangled up in a spider's net no, after no. wrestling with a, <laughs> yeah, a Halloween, a, a discount oh, yeah. Halloween toy. I was like, he's going to get his face ripped off. He's going to get his face ripped off. No, he doesn't. He gets stuck to a web. <laughs> as I am, as you are. And then... The this film's highlight for me, the transformation sequence of her into Spider Lady. Now, at first, when we see the head, yeah. you're just like, it's fucking okay, bad. This is a little bit bad. But once we see that the legs, you know, emerging, and then the full the full face with the eyes, I was like, you know what? If if it was lit a little bit better, if they had some more smoke, maybe maybe if they made it look a little bit wetter, you know, the usual yeah. when you have these sort of monsters, it would look really cool. But as it is, it's a highlight because it's much. It would look really cool, but as it is, it's a highlight because it's much better than the shit we've had. But as it is, it's a highlight because it's much better than the shit we've had up until this moment. Yeah. I mean, even his death is a bit crap. It's 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 fun. It's it's cool. But, I mean, you know, he, he completely just gets the liquid just kind of. It's it's fun. It's it's cool. But, I mean, he, know, he completely just gets the liquid just kind of, and you see yeah. it. I mean, it's rubber face, but you exactly. See you can see how fake it looks. Yeah, and but... you're like, oh, he's dead. Sweet. That's what yeah. I've been waiting for for the last fucking right. hour. Well, I do want to bring up, like, for me, the highlight of this film is all of the puppets, the miniatures, the special effects, and yeah, like, twenty percent of it is good. The rest is awful. But there was some originality, and there was some attempts in there, and there was enough in there to make me go, you know what? They really tried with this, and I looked up. Because I had to find out who did the special effects. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's John Dodds. All right. And we oh, only yeah, just yeah, talked yeah. about him from Deadly Spawn. Ah. And the, the work he had done there, yeah. obviously. And so he did the spider work here. Uh, and some of the other spookies as well. Now, it wasn't just him. He had a whole team he was working with. Mm. You know, he wasn't in charge. But, you know, I was just like to go at least, you know, Deadly Spawn got him more work. Yes. It, it, yes. Doing, doing monster work. And... I found that it was the filmmakers that couldn't utilize the monsters effectively in the film yes. to deliver the goods. You know, the, the 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 effects team delivered the goods, in my opinion. The filmmakers couldn't couldn't shoot it. The evidence is at the fifty-four minute mark, ladies and gentlemen, because I paused it and had to write it down. Creon's wife has come back to life. I don't know how. Don't please don't. Know. 
Creon's wife has come back to life. I don't know how. Don't please don't ask me. Well, I guess enough souls have been harvested that she's to life. I don't know how. Don't please don't ask me. Well, I guess enough souls have been harvested that she's coming around. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she's come around and she's gone, "Oh, Creon, I'm alive. What have you done?" Oh, well, I've, we're joined. You can't leave me and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, she doesn't like him. She hates him. Um, and she gets up out of the coffin and fucking runs off. She leaves him. And she's running around the basement. And like I said, it's coming up to the 54-minute mark. And it keeps cutting to this weird, prosthetic, screaming monster thing in the basement with her, you know, supposedly stalking her. And there's a shot thing in the basement with her, you know, supposedly stalking her. And there's a shot, and I'm going to freeze it for you right here. There's a shot where you can actually see the puppeteer, face and all, in the camera shot. And literally as the shot ends, I swear, somebody off screen goes, move! Because the guy kind of ducks out the way as it cuts back to the lady in the basement. And then cuts back to the model. And then it scares her. And she runs off. And I was like, that's it, movie. You fucked up. I've seen some shit in my time, but if you cannot sit through your editing, see a mistake and take it out. I don't even care if you can't rectify it. We didn't, whatever this thing in the basement was, it didn't do anything. It didn't lead to anything. Is it supposed to be her trapped? Is it just Creon fucking with her? I don't know, because she just runs off. And then it cuts back. Like I said, we, we are cutting back and forth between the Twisted Souls and the spooky, the extra spookies footage where... Duke and Peter and the two girls have now all met up and they're all worried because they can't find Richard. He's obviously dead. You can't find David or Adrian. They must be dead, you know, and they can't find a way out. And Peter and Duke, who have been at each other throughout the whole entire movie, now have a punch up. And out of everything that happened in the movie, I actually really enjoyed this punch up. I wanted to see... Because the actors... You know, give them credit, I've got a shit script, shit characters, no motivation, terrible direction, and all I'm getting from them is that Peter and Duke hate each other. I, I buy it, and so they fight. And also, Megan and Peter had already found the, the note um, about... They'd, they'd found that hanging corpse, hadn't they? Yeah. And um, they found a note from the hanging corpse saying, oh, they won't take me, so this... Corpse, hadn't they? Yeah. And um, they found a note from the hanging corpse saying, oh, they won't take me, so this must... Corpse, hadn't they? Yeah. And um, they found a note from the hanging corpse saying, oh, they won't take me, so this must be a past victim. And so Peter's kind of figured out kind of what's going on between the Ouija board... Um, and the monsters and Carol she's been doing her fucking evil dead thing for Creon you know blurring different things in to attack and so they get into this room with this huge great big grim reaper statue and Creon goes bring forth the reaper <laughs> and the reaper comes alive and it kills Duke in one hit and sends him flying out of the room. So you never see him again. No. I didn't actually know if he died. Because I, I, I was like, did he die? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's implied, dude. Because <laughs> he never comes back. I, well, this whole bit is confusing as fuck. Because they're being chased by the Grim Reaper. Um, and then Carol turns up. Yeah, yeah. And her head starts to glow. And she's using the Ouija board, I'm assuming, to lure the life force out of the victim right yeah yeah right but peter had found some strong acid or some kind of substance which could really destroy the statue 
um, that we'd saw, seen earlier in the film. And he gets the stuff and he throws it at the Ouija board and it destroys it. And you're like, well, did they escape? My victims locked into the dead. They are all my children. And I am there all We don't know because <laughs> <laughs> because now it cuts to fucking Isabella, the wife of Creon, turning up to Creon and him being all happy. It's terribly edited. It's it, Obviously, it doesn't make any sense of what you fucking just seen. Him be, um, and she stabs him in the head. Yeah, and kills him. And Well, yeah. And she stabs him in the head. Yeah, and kills him. And Well, yeah. And he's him in the head. Yeah, and kills him. And Well, yeah. And he's an undead head. Yeah, and kills him. And well, yeah. He's an undead. Well, yeah. Well, it stopped him temporarily. Stopped him temporarily. And she escapes because she's found out that they've got kids. The little Jawa kid is supposed to be her son. And he's like, Mommy. And she's like, <laughs> And she runs outside in her wedding dress. And the zombies come after her. And we have to sit through what feels like 10 to 15 minutes of her just being chased by zombies and grabbed and groped and just... But she still keeps getting away even though you're like there's no way you're, you're dead you're dead now you're, you're dead you're gonna oh. get eaten oh, no, oh, oh, no, oh there she is again and oh. all the zombies have gone yeah oh no, no she's dead no. <laughs> I just want to go back to the other group though because I just want to surmise by saying they're all dead oh you're they, no shit everyone died but there was one thing that, that's worth bringing up it is, yeah. it is also a favourite scene yeah. so when they're fighting with the Grim Reaper yeah when they're out on the rooftop and he ends up holding the scythe and battling with death. And then you know, out of nowhere, Peter, like, I mean, he's pretty yeah. much, he's become like the the hero of yeah. the movie at this point. He's just like, fuck you, death. Just easily throws him off the roof. And death fucking explodes. <laughs> just easily throws him off the roof. And death fucking explodes. <laughs> Did he? Was he? Was that breaking the magic spell? Was he? Uh, I mean, did he? Was he? Was that breaking the magic spell? Was he? Uh, was he? Was he really deaf, or was he just a statue brought to life? It's a magical thing. Oh, we don't care but anymore. Yeah, the, the thing that he threw at the Ouija board, whatever it was, like they all aged rapidly. So, well, they were aging rapidly before yeah, while she yeah. had the thing out, and then he destroyed it. And I'm like, oh, they must get. The but power. we never see them as skeletons. We just see them getting older and falling over. Yeah, and I thought. The, the makeup effects were okay for showing the aging. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. But then, yeah, and then, of course, yeah, we're still watching her running around. She's still running around. Zombies. She ends up getting into a car. It won't start. And then she ends up running into the, oh. this dude. Car. It won't start. And then she ends up running into the, oh. this dude who's yeah. just like, I'll help you. I'll help you, yeah. And they drive away. And then... He turns out to be werewolf hook hand. I'll help you, yeah. And they drive away. And then... He turns out to be werewolf hookhand man from the beginning of the movie. Oh. And the breathing crypt that we'd seen at the beginning explodes and Creon comes out going, <laughs> Believe it, I'm finally free. But you're not free. Don't you realize I've always loved you too? 
There's so many continuity oh, errors. I mean, so bad. like even like even right at the end, the continuity when we see the the hatch, the crypt door fly off, and then in the next shot, it's just like on a latch open. You yeah. just like like you just can't, the continuity of day and night or different varied. It was so many issues with this film. So, so many issues. So many. I, I honestly, I could have made lists of just everything I just found wrong with this movie, and I would have. This review would be like four hours long of me just pointing out sequences, and I don't ever, ever think anybody should ever watch this movie because not only is it just a massive fucking waste of time but it does it doesn't nothing at the end of that at the end of watching this film waste of time but it does it doesn't nothing at the end of that at the end of watching this film i but it does it doesn't nothing at the end of that at the end of watching this film i but it does it doesn't nothing at the end of that at the end of watching this film i just it does it doesn't nothing at the end of that at the end of watching this film i just I does nothing. At the end of that, at the end of watching this film, I just, I, I want nothing. At the end of that, at the end of watching this film, I just, I, I wanted to do something else so badly, and uh, nothing should ever make you feel like that. Like nothing should ever leave you with a hollow feeling, like what you've just done for an hour and a half. Like you, I could have stared at a wall for an hour and a half, and it would have been more entertaining than trying to figure out this movie. Because once it ended, you can't figure it out. I didn't try to figure it out. No, I did. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. We've what I was taken doing. some of the greatest movies ever made that people argue are shit and bad and all you know all that films made by great directors who put time and effort and editing in. You know. Film companies that have taken a script over 10 years, took it apart, ripped it up, and then put a film back together. And we sit there trying to coherently figure it out. With this, there's no way. There is absolutely no way you you can you can put your own thoughts into it. But it, by the end of the movie, it literally means nothing. Nothing. So was that your favourite scenes and your recommendation? No, oh. I've got some favourite scenes, okay? Oh, you do? I really liked Duke. I thought he was he was a good character. He was playing the dickhead boyfriend that you shouldn't really look, you know, you shouldn't really follow into an abandoned house in the middle of a graveyard. 